Hello and welcome to another Cage Club commentary, or if this is your first one, maybe it's your first one, maybe you're starting with Trespass, I don't know what your life is. I'm Joey Lewandowski. <laughs> and I'm Mike Manzi. This is Cage Club Revisited, we're here with Chris Mattiello. Hello, Chris. Hi. This is a movie you've never seen. Going into you, this blind. You want to see in a way that you can't really hear what's going on, but we're just going to be talking over it, so... Yeah, I'm going to pretty much fill in my own dialogue in my head. <laughs> might be better than... the the dialogue provided for us. It's pretty great, though. I mean, this is the third time I've seen this movie, which is astounding, considering the certain some movies I haven't even seen once. You know what I mean? But <laughs> This will be my second. We're going to get there together. Um, so yeah, this is The Trespass. We're watching the Blu-ray. Uh, we're going to hit the play movie button on the main screen now. Three, two, one, play movie. Okay. Here we go. Tight hour 30. Here we go. We are seeing puzzle pieces come together and the millennium. Uh, an M. Millennium. Chris, I want you to describe everything you see on screen this sure. entire movie <laughs> through fresh um, eyes. Yeah, I'm going to try to piece together the plot of this. This is an all-time great bust, correct? Like this, this flopped mm. in a way that is like okay. in the top ten. If I recall, this is Cage's production company. Saturn, Saturn Films is Cage. Okay. If I recall, this was in theaters on like October 3rd and on Blu-ray October 24th. It made like thirty-five thousand dollars or something. There we go. And it's uh, Joel Schumacher returning. Back from 8mm. And he was just, he was mentioned in our previous movie that we recorded that you maybe listened to. I don't know how we're putting this out. He was mentioned in Superman Lives, the documentary. Starts with Cage on the phone, driving. You're doing like the uh, the Shining opening here, kind oh, of. Good call. The wannabe. Guys, we have a drone for a weekend. What should we do? <laughs> <laughs> yep. The new frontier of filmmaking, drone photography. So he's playing someone named Kyle Miller. Is that what he said? I think so. That sounds right. He's very wealthy, as you'll see by his house. Right. And his car. Not a red sports car, though. No. Red glasses, though. Tint in those. So this, okay, you mentioned this did make it to theaters for two weeks, but for all intent and purposes, we made, this is part of our video on demand. So uh, this came out in 2011, and at the time, it was the quickest ever from theater to Blu-ray. Wow, okay. So it wasn't like intended to go straight to video on demand, and then it got like a theatrical... I honestly have no idea what they planned for this. All right. We don't have to dwell on it. There's Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman and Cage make kind of an interesting couple. Hmm. Well, I mean, when he's couple. loaded, I guess uh, it could work. Someone's been sneaking cigarettes. So I'm assuming that's Chekhov's lighter. It'll come into play later. <laughs> Keep that in mind. Well, as we saw from the DVD menu, there is a raging fire at one point in this movie. Yeah, I hate DVD menus. I really do. Have you seen the Blu-ray menu for your third favorite movie of all time, Fight Club? Where it starts off as never, as it starts off as never been kissed, and then like it sort of like punches through and it becomes Fight Club. Oh, really? It's kind of amazing. Um, I know that the the DVD menu for From Dusk Till Dawn spoils the twist of that movie. Mm. I think the Three Stooges Nintendo game starts off as like a different Nintendo game, and then the Three Stooges come in, and they're like, "You're in the wrong game." Huh? 
So uh, Nicole Kidman is, I believe she's doing her American accent, but is not mm-hmm. trying very hard. She is, yeah, it's slipping pretty there. heavily. I don't know why she needs to play an American and everything. <laughs> Cage still on the phone. Still rocking those '70s glasses. It looks a little like Robert Evans there. <laughs> So I'm going to guess that they had the kid, why? Because it looked good? I mean, they don't (laughs) seem to be the type that would have kids. I feel like because he is the kind of guy who is the breadwinner, and she was bored at home, and she wanted something to fill her time, so they had a kid, and then that didn't do it. Yeah, he's not raising that kid. They just got home, and he's leaving again. No. It's kind of a dope office, though. It is kind of dope, but I mean... It doesn't tell you very much about him because he doesn't have like a lot of stuff on the walls. He's got that one painting of. Or lasers. does that tell you a lot about him? I suppose you're right. It could, but I so, would rather see like clutter. Than... I'm guessing that phone conversation was like an info dump about what he was talking about, like a, a diamond worth a lot of money or something yep. like that, maybe. Yep. This is a home invasion movie, right? Yep. Yeah, but he's a diamond dealer. Okay. Yep. So he's constantly hustling and flipping diamonds and things. I feel like Cage plays that kind of role a lot. There's a movie where he's a... There's at least one movie where he is a like a gunrunner, right? Yeah, Lord of War. Lord of War. Oh, I guess their marriage isn't going too well, you know? He's trying to sexy it up in the bedroom, I guess. But is that for him? <laughs> or do you mean like he's going to wear it? Like that's their fetish? <laughs> nice wall save. Yes, that's what we meant. Thumbprint first and then putting in the digits. The Comedy Central logo on there. That is a weird painting, though. I think it's supposed to be like a freeway really fast so that the lights are all blurred, but it just looks like someone shot a laser. It's just, it's always weird to me. Like, this feels like such a movie house. Like, uh, I know real people probably live here, but I always just figured there would be just more crap around no matter what like just because you lived in such an awesome house like I don't feel like it would always be this clean they're um so on now and again like every R&B video takes place in a house and it's like you know like the sad guy moping around that his girlfriend left like this is an R&B house it's got this really like bland modern um kind of style like it just it doesn't look like a human being's house Kimmin reassuring her daughter so she doesn't sneak out. Is it wrong of me that one of my favorite Stanley Kubrick movies is Eyes Wide Chat? No. No. I love all of his movies, actually. I don't get the hate for that. You know what I've revisited? That is, um... It holds up better than I expected it Cage to. Cage Club Revisited? <laughs> um, Kidman. Kidman Club Revisited. Uh, the Others. Oh, okay. Holds up pretty decently. Like, I feel like a million movies have done that kind of thing better since then, but, like, it's fine. Well, There's yeah. a little bit of interesting foreshadowing of him in the garage touching the wall. Of the unfinished stuff? Yeah. Isn't that part of what he's talking about on the phone, if I recall correctly from the first screening, is that <clears throat> they're trying to get money, or they want to sell the house, or he's, they're in dire need of money, and he's trying to 
sell it before the construction's done or do something to get the construction done in time to sell the house for a profit. I think all of that phone call was just to set up that they're not doing as good as they look. Right. So I'm sure she's in this movie because we need to have a, a young girl in peril. Um, or maybe she just leaves the security the, off. The code is the nine. The code seriously just nine? <laughs> um, but I would I would Wish like I it. If, a good code. I'd like it if that daughter just, you know, walked to the edge of movie town and never came There's back. There's actually mm. some kind of cool, a little bit of subversion stuff that they do with her later. You'll see. I mean, most of this movie is pretty bad. This isn't a girl that we know from other stuff, right? Not that I'm aware of. And this is the first time Cage and Kidman have met up, right? Uh, I think so. She looks familiar. Wasn't she in Leftovers? That's Emily Mead. I think that's the girl from The Leftovers, the other girl from The Leftovers. I'm pretty sure. Every time I see a Dutch angle for no reason, which we just had there, I think about Roger Roger Ebert's great... um, review of Battlefield Earth where he says like the director loves to tilt the camera but doesn't understand why (laughs) (laughs) so the girl driving the car is Emily Mead she's the she's the friend in The Leftovers Hmm. so not the daughter red sports car red sports car Uh, this main girl is Liana Liberato what have you been in lately oh she's gonna be in Novitiate Novitiate which I'm very excited for because it has the girl from oh okay this is kind of weird it has the girl from white girl morgan sailor but it also has the girl from the leftovers who's not the girl in the car so it's basically two girls in the leftovers one's in the car and one's in this other movie that this girl's in so was it the one dancing in the perfume commercial it was okay this girl's also in if i stay which i think was that abigail breslin no chloe grace moretz movie those girls done nothing of note is Cage home for the day? I mean, what's with this draped my jacket over my shoulder look in the kitchen? Well, he's home for like half an hour. He's got to go back out. That's what he's saying. Like, he can be there in 30, 45 minutes. But still. I feel like this movie is, like, we're setting up for a different movie. We're, I feel like we're setting up for, like, a movie where Nicole Kidman is trying to murder him for insurance money. <laughs> that would be good. Not bad. And, like, her her sexy Latin young lover is going to come in and try to help. It's basically just that Richard Gere movie. I feel like for a home invasion film, we don't get enough time spent with the invaders before they show up. I don't think we get any time. No. Which I think is a mistake. I mean, it's okay. We need to know our victims, too, but I think not this much. does that mean? I mean, put the jacket down. <laughs> no, man, he's got to look like he's in GQ all the time. This is definitely a couple that hates each other. Good call with the glasses, too, Chris. Where I was just saying in the last commentary, if we got to see him with Clark Kent glasses at all, and here we go. Well, this is one of his bigger nerdy roles. Like, he's a diamond dealer. I wonder if, by the way they're shooting this, those aren't real cops. Like, is there any need to hide the cop's face? Yeah. No. no. We've told about just the purge masks. 
I'm gonna bring oh, up the purge. I'm gonna bring up the purge okay. in every commentary. I'm gonna fit it in one way or the other. <laughs> you know what? Looking at Cage right here, we just did the death of Superman lives. If they didn't cast Larry Fishburne, what do you think Nick Cage could have played Perry White? Yeah, he could play anybody. That's he could play Lois Lane. He could play Jimmy Olsen. He could <laughs> play Lois. He could play Zod. That would have been a good Zod. Lex Luthor. I think he would have been a great Lex Luthor to come to think of it. Freaking out at Superman and punching him and breaking his hand. He's too old to be Lex Luthor, though. Well, well now maybe, but I don't know. I think not really. No, you could make, he could, they could make him look younger. He's only 53. I mean, maybe he can come back as Jesse Eisenberg's dad in the next movie. Lex Luthor Sr. So she has a key. Lady Gaga poster. She has a key to her daughter's room. Here we go. Woman, Whoa, she just took like four stairs. It did not well. Face planted. She's break her ankle? No, she just... They have a million cameras. How did this happen? Because they have the cameras, they're just not hooked up to anything. Like, there's no alarm system. They can just watch the cameras on a screen, but... No, the alarm system was disabled by the daughter. Oh, that's right, that's why. Nine. Plus, oh, if we got they one let lady. cops in, they would have disabled it anyway. You right? think there's four bad guys? I think there's five. Let's see. There's the two that bursted in, plus the lady, plus the guy who came in the back door. How did they get him out... Down oh the my drive. God. I love that I model. I hate walk. this girl. Yeah. I, no, I love her so much. She's also in Nerve. She's not the one in Me, Him, Her, right? I don't know what that is. Or, um, the Max Landis movie on Netflix. But is she the one that was in Money Money Monster for one scene? Uh huh. <laughs> and she tells off her boyfriend. Uh huh. That's the best scene in the movie. <laughs> yeah, that's her. Look at these dorks. Man. By the way, go watch Money Monster. It's a much better 90-minute movie than this one. I feel so old during those party scenes. And I feel like these are the people I'd be hanging out with on a, a night. So there's at least four. Okay. And this is Mendelssohn here with the this guy. Also not doing an Australian accent. Krennic. That's his name in Star Wars, right? He's the, new, he's the guy in the white mm-hmm. robes. I didn't really know him from anything until I saw oh. this movie. I knew he was in stuff, and I'd probably seen him in something. No, there, you, there, Where did I know him let me, from? Let me educate you on Ben Mendelsohn. I mean, he's amazing. No, I know him well, he's, now. Well, now, I mean, he's in Bloodline, the Netflix series. Okay, I haven't seen uh, it. He's in Starred Up, which is great, which okay. is an Australian prison drama. All right. Um, I haven't seen it. What else have I seen him in? He was in Animal Kingdom, right. which they remade into a TV show that I have not seen but it's a movie. What else did I see him in? Cage fights back. Oh, he's in that Mississippi Grind movie with Ryan Reynolds, which I haven't seen yet. He was in the place beyond the pines. Oh, that's where I most knew him from. Yeah. He was in Knowing. Oh, that's right. He was the other professor in Knowing. So I only really knew him from Cage Club for the most part. Instead of wearing gloves, this character just has electrical tape around his fingertips. Yeah, why? Yeah. Maybe that was a directorial thing. Schumacher's like, you know, they don't need to wear the whole gloves. They just need to cover their fingerprints. 
Because, like, Schumacher, you could tell, he couldn't just put a normal stocking over Mendelssohn's head. He had to put, like, a fishnet stocking. It really bothers me in movies when, like, I think it's just OCD, when they, like, destroy things unnecessarily. Yeah. Like, I know they're making this look like a home invasion or, like, you know, like a robbery or whatever, you know what I mean? But, like, like when like a, somebody in a comedy accidentally puts their hand through, like, a painting or something, I'm like, oh, like, that's, even if it's not, like, the real thing, obviously, like, it's still a thing that exists. Like, I hate that things get created to just be destroyed. Would this movie be better already if we found out the girl in their gang was their daughter? Like, she went out for a night to party, but in actuality, she's part of this crew that wants to rob her own family? It would be better. But also, that seems more predictable. You see, Cage gave them the wrong code, but he actually knew the right code. They're going to give Cage so many second chances. They're like, this is the last chance. <laughs> and like, if you don't do it right, we're going to kill you. And then they don't kill him. Do you know something I hate in movies like this? Is when the <laughs> when the invaders or thieves or whatever are just so smart and know everything and can get through all of the security or whatever and are just like completely infallible for the point of the plot. Like, mm. It's so much better in a movie like Your Next where the invaders feel human yeah like in a realistic way I almost feel like it should take a half hour before they even make it into the house you know like there should be problems That's getting stupid. in yeah but they were in here like in 12 minutes right and we didn't then another thing that I was peeved about we weren't introduced to them before breaking and entering you know like we didn't even get a shot of them gearing up without showing their face we didn't get a shot of them you know looking at plans or any of that. I'm just gonna assume that they have some sort of ulterior motive, like we're thinking they want what's in the safe or the Halliburton, but there's gonna be some sort of twist to their motive. No, they want the money. I wish there was a twist. <laughs> it's that simple? Oh, man. There, they, there are twists, but what they want is what they want. They sort of kind of play up that Nicole Kidman maybe might have been not involved, but knew it was gonna happen, but not when it was gonna well, happen. We'll, we'll get to that. But even that is too vague. I like that. Why she... don't they rob this house? The safe's wide open. Jeez. <laughs> Let's go shopping. <laughs> That's a bling ring reference. I kind of remember them going to. Didn't they mention something about there is another house? Doesn't she end up taking them? I think the daughter tries to take some of them to that house, and then. Just you know, gets them out of the way, like well, crashes a car or something. We'll get there. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. We've got plenty of time to talk about this movie. Let's not talk about what's coming in the movie. They do go back to that house, though, or they—it's in the—it's in the cards. <laughs> I really wish they were wearing like Spider-Man masks or something, <laughs> something a little more color to them. But here's a... Okay, I know they're doing it for... They're probably mostly doing this for security cameras, because why cover your face if these people don't even know who you are? That might be a stupid question. Well, because, I mean, you're not going to kill them, necessarily. So it's yeah. less... You, you won't... I suppose. Cage is <laughs> not giving it up.
I don't think I mentioned while we were recording yet, but we do have one of my favorite minor cage freakouts in this movie that we will get to, I think, around halfway. He's actually bringing it to this movie. As bad as this movie is, I feel like this was still in his phase. Well, and he's like this now, but there were a couple... Oh, there's a couple real stinkers. There's a couple direct-to-video ones where he's just not even trying, or he hasn't shown up. I feel like he's still trying here. Like, Well, that's why, like, they know they're getting a theatrical release no matter what. Because, <laughs> like, I want Cage in a home invasion movie, just not this home invasion movie. Like, I feel like he's a good victim of this circumstance. Well, because Chris wanted to do a 90-minute movie, and pretty much all of the streets of DVD are kind of just about 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. But this is what, like, I think this is one of the best ones. This and, like, Seeking Justice, I think. And Stolen. I love Stolen. Just, I mean, it's a guilty pleasure, but that to me is, like, personifies directed video what it should be. (laughs) I also think that, like, the fact that he's across from two actual actors in Nicole Kidman and Ben Mendelsohn, and not just, like, him and a bunch of, like, nobodies plus Adrian Grenier. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like... Plus, there's actually some good stuff in here like this, like where he's saying you're gonna, you want to steal the diamonds, but who's gonna recut them and who's gonna sell them? You know, he's like, he's like, you guys just want them because they're diamonds, but you don't know how to move them. Like, I feel like we don't really get a lot of that in other heist films. You know, they're all just like, I know a guy who can move them for us, but but Cage is actually like, no, there's like more to more to it than that. It's almost as if they're better off if they just robbed them of their personal possessions and hawked it as opposed to going for the diamond. Nicole Kidman's pretty much just here to scream for the entire movie, isn't she? And look pretty, yep. Yeah. You think she called up uh, her buddy Naomi Watts and was like, hey, I know you were in Funny Games. I need some I need some tips on acting in a home invasion movie. <laughs> Naomi Watts is just like, yeah, I'll scream a lot. Whoa, okay. So the guy who wrote this wrote The November Man. That, oh, with Pierce Brosnan? Which is not terrible. No. He wrote like, Oblivion, which I really oh. like, the Tom Cruise sci-fi movie. Oh, where, where, um, where there's... Okay, yeah, I don't, he's the last man on Earth. Yeah. Kind of working for the robot in the sky. And he wrote four episodes of Dead Like Me, which is one of my favorite TV shows of all time. So the guy who wrote this like has other like decent credits to his name. So I guess it falls on Schumacher. If the script is okay and, you know, the actors are good... Then process of elimination. So I think this whole movie is like um, getting him to open the safe, right? That's like most of the movie? Yes. Yeah. Because what's interesting, as soon as the safe is open, the movie's over. Yeah. I actually appreciate this part of the movie. Because I've always had this question, like, um, the, the Thomas Crown affair, right? Like, he's stealing art in that. Like, like who the fuck is buying... Like, the guy who stole, um, would the Scream get stolen? Mm-hmm. Like, who, who's buying that? Mm. Martin Shkreli. <laughs> I feel like it's the people who have Eyes Wide Shut parties <laughs> are buying... You're right. ...stolen yeah. paintings and, and yeah. rare art But and you can't diamonds. display it because, like, it's no. a stolen painting. No, or... Just I ends up know. in an attic for 60 years. Or in a secret room, right? <laughs> like, you can only show family members. This guy seems familiar. I don't remember who he is, though. I love this because Cage is trying in his business life. He's, he's like, he's broke, so he's hustling. So he's trying to look like he's got more money than he does to impress, like, his clients. 
but it actually worked so well that like these guys got wind of him and started paying close attention and now they think that Cage is also rich oh there she's recognizing that the security guy who put in the security system is mm. one of the robbers I remember when we recorded this we had very differing opinions over like w- whether she was involved or not right because yeah. and I don't think it's either of our fault I think it's just that the movie does not explain like what's going on no Nicole Kidman does a good surprised face she's a decent actress she's a good actress she ever win an Oscar she win one for the hours oh no I don't think so the fu- oh right I forgot that there was a lady thief oh she's doing crack yeah, I thought that was the daughter for a second yeah so did I but she's in the daughter's room. That's another thing is, uh, like, I, I, I don't know. If, is, like, I don't buy that some people in the gang would, like, they would be in the gang if they were just going to go do drugs during the heist. Like, everybody needs to be on the clock, on point, and ready to do what they need to do. You don't bring no, I think there was. I think, there's a, I think there was a reason she was there. I don't remember. We'll get to it, I think. Though maybe not. called Trespass. I also feel like Cage is doing kind of a voice. Yeah, he was very nasally. Yeah. She did win Best Actress for The Hours. She was nominated for Moulin Rouge and Rabbit Hole as well, but did not win. I don't know what Rabbit Hole is. So she's been... This is two Oscar winners <laughs> Yeah. in a movie that is one of the biggest flops in history. That's pretty impressive by a guy who like has made decent movies and with Ben Mendelsohn who I legitimately feel is one of the best actors alive today and he's worked with Mendelsohn before so they have like a we would figure they'd have like a familiarity with each other and this is it I love it. Like that's that. That's not bad. For like, you know what I mean? Like, he's got the sniffles. Yeah, he's doing some real, doing some real sniffing. That was some. That was some that was power a, act in there. This is a. This is directed horribly. Yeah, Schumacher is. Maybe the worst returning director to Cage. Did he win that award? He might have won that award because, I mean, 8mm, you're like, how did Joel Schumacher pull this off? Like, this does not seem... This it's seems not like a, good, but it's, no. like, you're really creepy. But it does not feel like the guy who did those two Batman movies. Right. And, you know, his other lighthearted stuff. It feels like someone who's got a real command of the craft at that point is going to make a dark psychological thriller in, in the vein of Seven that actually kind of works. You know, I think we even talked about on the Watcher podcast, just like around that time, everybody was making that type of movie. A reminder, go listen to Keanu Club. So is that supposed to be Truth Serum? (laughs) What are the looks she's given that guy, like... Mendelssohn 
Nicholson doing a cage impression there. I don't know what's happening here. I don't under. Well, this girl's getting all high in her underwear what now. Watching home videos. For who knows what reason. She's blingering it. Yep. She's got plenty of tats. Let me put my cigarette out on this. Putting a cigarette out on an expensive carpet is pretty cool and a thing that now it's a thing I would like to do that I never knew I wanted to do <laughs> I'd like to do it if the carpet was hanging on the wall though like walk up to the carpet oh yeah cigarette <laughs> yeah th- that electrical tape is very evident now yes Joel Schumacher won or I guess lost worst returning director Lindsay Gibb voted for it and the fan vote was split so that He's just kind of like the camera's just moving with no real purpose. <laughs> and then you get those nice whip pans. Uh, she took a pretty good bump there. The oh, there go the glasses. Is, yep, soundtrack's doing a lot for us in this. You know, like it's telling you when to. Oh wow, he's react. a full-on. Uh, he's a full-on Velma. Oh, he can't see shit. Jinkies. What? Did they know that he hooked up with Nicole Kidman? But did he? We're going to find out. Back out of this break. <laughs> did they know that this Robert is actually the daughter's father? <gasps> that's not a twist. Wait, what? No, that's not real. <laughs> oh. I wish. It just seems like there's a lot of miscommunication going on between the actual robbers. They're on, like, the fifth time they should have at least put a bullet in, like, one of their legs. Mm-hmm. Man, he fucked up that pepper mill. <laughs> and that refrigerator. Who does flashbacks like this? What is up with this, like, soft lighting L.L. Bean catalog, like, Sneak flashback tattoo. here? I hate this. It's so ugly. Hmm. <clears throat> And so is he just a crazy person? No, he's in love with her. Because he's a crazy person? Like, they've never no, actually fucked, Just because right? she's hot. Well, we're gonna... That's to be debated. You'll we're see. We're not sure. There's more flashbacks. Is this another... Are we still in the flashback? Yeah, here? we've gone back yep. into flashing. But it's not all... Oh, it is still softly lit, okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. She's an architect. She designed this house. So that's why it looks like a beautiful house. She designed this house? Yeah. I thought she was just designing the extension. Okay. But whatever, this guy is there to put in the security system, and then... Because he works for the development, supposedly. All right, and he... Okay, and then he's going to tip off his friends that they should rob this place. But he's definitely works for the alarm company, right? Correct. Okay, I, I didn't get that the first time, the whole house. Is this the only house she's ever designed? Well, she's got a whole office full of lockboxes, so probably not. I don't know what she's keeping in these lockboxes. I can only imagine very important blueprints. This isn't a movie. I mean, not very <laughs> I mean, because look, this is later this... in the flashback. No, but this feels like a different day altogether, because he's, he's out of uniform... 
It is, but I mean, I'm still I'm saying we, we still haven't come back to the future yet. We're still in a flashback. Oh yes, we're mm -hmm. just late. Now we're in the now we're present. That was just your phone. It's fine. Okay. Um, I feel like this isn't a movie that should have that should have flopped as badly as it did. Like I don't know if it should have succeeded, but this doesn't. Like with any promotion, I feel like this movie could have at least. I mean, I, uh, I enjoy watching this movie. I really hate this girl. This she is a character that is very unnecessary and kind of annoying. Not the daughter, the, the yeah, one in the, the the crackhead. Yeah, the one who's putting out cigarettes on rugs. My hunch about this movie is that it was never meant to have a theatrical release, and then they were like, "Well, it's got <laughs> Nicole Kidman, it's got Nicole, it's Nicolas Cage, it's got an actor who's like got some buzz around him with Ben Mendelsohn, at least in Australia." Let's try it in theaters and see what happens. Mm -hmm. And then no one saw it. Because I feel like if you ha if you plan for a VOD release, you don't allot a budget for marketing for theatrical release anyway. Right. It's interesting, too. This is sort of like a bucket episode, right? A bottle? That's it. Bottle episode. Bottle and bucket. it's seemingly taking place in... Mm -mm. There's the office, there's the kitchen, was, and there's a bedroom. I was, I was, I was wondering if it takes house. place in real time. It's um, I don't no, just we got those flashbacks. Think, but yeah, other than that, I, th I would say just about probably. Because where where I was going with that is that like we don't get any wardrobe changes from Cage or anything like that. Like that's kind of something about this movie I didn't realize. He's he's going to be in that suit the whole time on the floor. Which is good because we saw like forty five different Superman suits in the last movie. So. <laughs> Now we see Mendelssohn's face with his mustache. Oh, so that guy's his brother, and she... Okay, so he's upset that yes. she put the moves on his brother. Mm -hmm. I don't think Mendelssohn's very good in this movie. No. He's well, intense. He's a one-note criminal. Yeah. I don't think it's his fault. No. Everyone in this movie is very breathy. Yeah. I hope he doesn't choke on his ambitions. Oh. This is just a weird sort of little scene of whisper yelling in her ear. I like the lilies there. That's a nice touch. We get one scene or shot or flashback of why they're breaking and entering, right? Do we get anything about why they need the money or why they want the diamond? Crack? Is that it? Are they just crackheads? I can't honestly remember. Do they owe anybody something? Is there I don't a backstory remember. for them? Okay, I'm anxious to find out about them. So I feel like that is really the only element keeping this from staying in theaters longer is if we balanced it more by showing us the crook's motivations a little more. So now they're going to make out. What is going on? No, that's not a bad little sleight of hand there. But I don't understand um, uh, why he's getting so gropey, one. Two, uh, Joel Schumacher loves long shots, like long takes. That was like the f third or fourth one in this movie. This all doesn't... It all feels handheld, though, which is a weird, like... 
I feel like I've seen that guy in things before. I think Just through the mask? Gets his mask off, you might recognize him. I can't think of where I would have seen him, though. I do love that she snuck back into the house and has no idea what's going on. Oh, fake bamboo to the dome. Yeah, like, this girl's gonna be a problem. That girl was on a show, a sitcom. The um, Crackhead or this girl? The Crackhead. On, like, uh, like a TNT or something. Huh. I used to see the commercials for it all the time, um... I think like when Conan first came back, I was watching that. Her name in this movie is Petal. Sure. Petal? Like a flower petal? Yep. She's been on a bunch of TV shows. She was on My Boys. Sure. Is, that was a TBS show, yep. She was a star of that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I, I recognize her now that I can see her face and she's not smoking crack or whatever. It's got to be kind of a tough gig for Cage, right? To be acting, like, on the floor the whole movie and just sort of sitting in the same position. And not being able to see. Yeah. I don't know if he could probably see in real life, but... Well, I mean, yeah, but I mean, yeah. It's just you can't really make a ton of choices when you're just on the floor with a gun to your head, and so it's amazing that he's even doing something interesting. Did we talk about this during the first time where would this have been in- more interesting if Cage was the crook and Mendelssohn was the dad? Did we talk about that at all? Mm. Is this supposed to give us some sort of connection to the mm-hmm. the villains? Oh, that's right. That's where you come in. I'm not here for your money. I'm here for your kidney. That would have been great if they were filling up bathtubs with ice this whole time. I thought that was kind of lame that it's all for a kidney. I think there's another twist that's not actually for a kidney. just got a little more hectic here. Nicole Kidman's the uh, only person who is taking any action in this movie. I think she feels responsible. (laughs) (laughs) That, That was our favorite light. Oh! Cage just got checked with that shotgun. What do you put in her pocket? A watch? Put something in there. A phone? 
Same. How did she get to that level? She's in the zone right now. She's doing a pretty good job in this movie. Auto zone? <laughs> Ooh. Um, so what's the secret surprise going to be about the safe? Like, there's got to be some reason that he safe's doesn't want to open it. <laughs> right? Safe's empty? Mm-hmm. like what's bullshit is why wouldn't you just open it the first time if you knew it was empty because he because it's a surprise to Nicole Kidman too but what does that matter at that point you have a gun to I think head. he can he thinks he can oh. ooh he thinks he can talk his way out of it <laughs> and like not let her know that they're actually broke wow just got punched in the face too So okay, so like he is just a liar. He can't help it. It's his nature. <laughs> well, I think he feels guilty because of this. That's another little bit of foreshadowing. I put it all in my house. Wink, wink. Money's in the banana stand. <laughs> American dream. Never owned this house. It owned us, even though my wife designed it. He's done this voice before. We've talked about this, where he kind of slips into this Jimmy Stewart kind of thing. Yes. Well, he, doggy dog, he plays Humphrey Bogart for an entire scene for no reason. No, but you're right. That's the voice I was searching for. It is Jimmy. He's like, oh, I have no money. There's yeah. no money in the house. It's a diamond. Yeah, when was that? I feel like maybe Trapped in Paradise or something, but he definitely... I feel like it was something I was on that we talked about, the Jimmy Stewart. It wasn't... Oh, was it um, Bad Lieutenant? He slips into it a little bit? Uh, Possibly. He does a whole lot of stuff in Bad Lieutenant, so... Smart crook. Let's just keep running. Where's Bad Lieutenant on Chris' list? It's top 30. I do like that the, the way to open a safe apparently is just to whack him in the corner of a table. Yeah, that's a really a, bad halibut. I mean, <laughs> I mean, there was an entire episode of Lost that was about them opening a briefcase, and this guy just whacked him on a yeah. table a couple times. <laughs> I love there's so much like <laughs> there's so much of that in this where it's like you want me to do something, well I need this. It's like oh, I didn't think about that. Fine, here. Hand in bad shape. (laughs) (laughs) That was a that was a great moment. I have goddamn people skills. I bring the diamonds to the developers. Ass fuck. 
I don't understand how Schumacher's getting these performances, and yet the movie's still feeling flat to me. Yeah, it's... Well, because the plotting and the pacing is weird. Yeah. Like, it's already so short and tight, but, like, it needs to be shorter and tighter. I think there's one too many home invaders, too. It's also got a bunch of these moments where it's like, um, we're going to create stakes and then immediately, like, dissolve any tension. To the point where we never believe that anyone's actually going to be harmed. Seriously, the third time he wouldn't shoot him for not opening the safe. You just knew, like, these guys are not going to follow through. (laughs) I forget them getting a call from another person. Yeah, I didn't expect them to have a a higher up. <laughs> the crackhead seems to be onto something. Not the only hostages here. I don't understand that line. Ben Mendelsohn is also a hostage to his boss. Oh, okay, sure. There's not actual other people in this house. It's a metaphor, you see. Yeah, I. I okay, thank you. A metaphor is like a simile, but not using like or as. <laughs> see, she's got the right idea. This is what they should have just, yeah, just gone turned into to a... Plan a. Yeah, just straight up rob him. Seeing Ben Mendelsohn play Krennic is like this snooty aristocrat. Reserved, yeah. And versus here seeing him play like skeezy Anthony Bourdain is really, (laughs) it's like really uh, very strange. Well, he seems a lot older now too in that Star Wars movie. He's usually the best part of everything he's in. Not this movie. (laughs) Here's where Cage starts barking a little. Oh, I remember. I forgot about the necklace thing, too. This movie is just stretching for plot points. Yep. It's got to be over soon, right? (laughs) I think think we're only halfway through. Oh, man. Yep, we're halfway through. You're going to be... You see? They had a deal. What was the? De- I don't. I don't think we heard. I think think they are they referring to a previous deal or the one they made in the bedroom when he was whispering in her ear like. Is this why you guys right. think that she might have been in on this whole thing? Because of weird little moments like that. Like I can totally yeah. see that. Definitely. 
just kind of figured that... That was such a worthless shot. Yeah, I, I knew it was this guy. Well, I can't think yeah, of what I've seen him is. in, though. I just figured that if they built this house themselves, and they're wealthy, they got to have planned for something like... She didn't build a panic room panic or anything. Room. Oh, he was in Before I Wake. Oh, God, yeah. He was the crazy dad. He was in Too Late, which is really good, which is on Netflix now. Hmm. I knew we'd just seen him. Now all the masks are off. Oh, his isn't, but we've already seen his face, so it doesn't really matter. We've seen everyone's face. Yeah. Has anyone ever held a gun like she's holding that gun? There's some father-daughter bonding. There's that Check off later. What's he going to burn through the tape? Yeah, you don't remember that? Nope. Too bad he didn't find a letter, a letter opener outside or something like that. Instead of a lighter and cigarette butts, it's just a letter opener like <laughs> unop- or opened envelopes. <laughs> and why are the home movies still playing in the background? Just I don't, I don't understand that. She needs another hit. Very little in this movie is like is landing. Like there's it's there's no tension, which is the the biggest problem here. This stuff all feels poorly directed to me. Like yeah, create, trying to create any kind of tension between burning the restraints off and then maybe her getting it on in the other room. So what was the thing that they were all insured and that they were going to steal it and they get the insurance money back? I think it was just kind of this idea of like, um, like when a bank is robbed, they're not supposed to try to stop it because everything is insured. I think they have just being like, "Don't be a hero; you'll get all this money back anyway." I am straining to remember what they need this money for, because it's obviously it's not the kidney thing. That was just bullshit, right? Gambling debts or something, probably. I mean, that's what I'd guess. Now that I know that they have someone that they have to give money to. them being brothers no at all maybe half brothers cousins probably this really does just make me want to watch your next again (laughs) maybe I'll watch that tonight I haven't watched it yet no tonight you're watching Sing Street oh right 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 your next is with the blind guy right no that's Don't Breathe that's Don't Breathe which one is your next is with Caitlin Scheel for one scene oh yeah dun 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 your next is the the movie that Simon Barrett and Adam Wingard did before The Guest. Okay, I remember that one now. Yeah, I need with to the see animal it. masks. Mm-hmm. It's great. Uh, so much whispering. The hard drive, big deal. Oh, what are? Oh man, this is. This is the composition here is 
really heinous. Just like, what security installer? Like, he just installed the security system. I'm just going to take a uh, sexy dip. When you look like that, you can do what you want. But then she's all pissed off about this. I think. Because I think so they the are idea, begging. No, I think the idea. No, that's was, all in his head. No, it was just that one kiss, and they were gonna try and like make him believe that Nicole Kidman was gonna go away with that dude as some kind of backup blackmail thing. Nothing makes sense because then we're gonna see shortly that they go inside, and she's pissed at him. Like that wasn't like a romantic kiss outside. Like he, it was like a Trump kiss. Like when you're a star, <laughs> they let you do anything. Like right. he just kissed her, and then they go inside. They think they have a fight. It's just but it was room on talk. camera. I don't know why they didn't just roll with that plot point of her sleeping Thank with you. the pool boy or whatever, and then it tur- it turning out because it wants to be smarter is... than that. But that's yeah, well, smarter. any Ugh. but that's smarter than this. Like if that t- the relationship there is what screws up the rest of the heist is because Nicole Kidman and the brother take out Mendelssohn and his crew or something. Or... Hey teenager, let me teach you how to smoke crack. Can you light this for me? <laughs> the movie wants to be smarter than it is is like uh, the problem of so many movies like if they just if they just tried to stick with what they were supposed to be mm-hmm. yes because I don't think this movie is ever going to be like even the best version of this movie is not a great movie but like it could be a good movie it could at least be a movie that makes sense yeah yes. as opposed to three people being like wait what's this going on now <laughs> I've never seen It's a Wonderful Life, and I've seen this movie three times now. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you gotta fix that. I've never seen Lawrence of Arabia, but I've seen Trespass oh, three times. I've never seen Lawrence of Arabia. I've never seen Lawrence of Arabia. Not a good oh. example, then, I guess. <laughs> I've never seen Singing in the Rain, but I've seen The Room about 20 times. <laughs> I never saw Gandhi, but I saw all the Underworld movies, <laughs> including the new one. Yeah, that guy seems like he's really running the show. Or right. if he's not, why hasn't he taken over by now? Because I think that guy is, like, the... Oh, they're not real. No, nothing's what it seems. Everything is a facade. It's all Fugazi. Fugazi, Fugazi, it's a Watsi, it's a Wootsie. <laughs> I wish I was listening to Fugazi right now instead of watching this. <laughs> We're just watching Wolf of Wall Street. I got that from Donnie Darko. I'm not Donnie Darko. Donnie um, Brasco. Brasco. Donnie Darko. Imagine that mashup. Donnie Brasco, yeah, the fake diamonds are Fugazi. Now I'm just picturing Johnny Depp talking to a giant bunny. <laughs> or Jake Gyllenhaal rapping with Pacino undercover. Hmm. I'm not even a big fan of like home invasion movies. That was bad. Like I saw the one with uh, the one we mentioned earlier. Isn't that doesn't that also have um, Mr. Orange in it? Tim Roth. Yeah, isn't Tim Roth the in a, in what Funny Games? Yeah. Yeah, I think he's. I'm pretty sure he's the. Yeah. I saw that. Remake, I liked yeah. it, but then it got to that point where it knew it was a movie. Where Michael Pitt just smiling at the camera. It. Oh, see, that's the whole point, though. I know, but I kind of would have liked it more if it played it straight. But I, I don't know. It's okay. It's okay, but it also felt like sensationalistic at points, and that's that's. But I guess point. that's the point. Yeah. Okay. If that's the point of that one, fine. Um, I'm not sure what the point of all the other home invasion movies are. 
It's just not one of my stronger genres. Well, your next is probably one of the best ones. Straw Dogs. I haven't seen that. Yeah, Straw Dogs. They remake Straw Dogs. They did. Yeah. James Marsden, I think. I mean, they even remade Last House on the Left. This guy right? looks like James Marsden, doesn't he? Or no? He looks like someone. A bit. Like a. Because I feel like James Marsden's just like a, a poor man's handsome guy. Like he's still <laughs> handsome. He's just not like leading man handsome. He's yeah. He's TV leading man handsome. All right. So you just got an alert. You pick up the phone. Or you call and the guy says we're gonna have to call you back and you don't immediately just send a bunch of cops there. Yeah, that should be like one of the first phrases on the list next well, to the, the computer uh, as the, things criminals say to get you off the phone. The other thing that's gonna be stupid is they don't send cops, they send like the security, security. guards. Well the whole thing should have been the twist should have been that the guy set up a security system that doesn't actually work. It's just this insular like um Well that's kinda of don't breathe. Not really, it's sort of similar to don't breathe. Instead, he was just a legit security guy who was, like, putting in a security system at this house and was like, maybe we should rob this place. Like, that's how it comes across anyway. I'm still not sure how they started tracking and tracing Cage and following him around I work. get the sense that the guy who works at the guard is a crim- has always been a criminal or whatever. And every house he tries to case to rob... And he's just to find the woman or whoever's at home with him, mm-hmm. find somebody who's like willing to go along with his bullshit. All right, so that's like their mo is they go around robbing the places they install security equipment. And Cage just tranked this guy. Is it a trank? I thought he was saying something about how it poisons you when you take that much or oh, okay. something. So Paige, talking Cage about like your I heard like your lungs collapse. Like, did he actually just kill him? And I didn't put too much in him. I don't know. Who cares? That whole that whole syringe mm-hmm. thing has been a a real stupid little yeah. side plot. They should Check have off re- syringe. They should have rewritten all that as someone had insulin and <laughs> used it to kill the bad guy. Guard alert! Security company. Hang up. This is the worst security company on God's green earth. I feel like now, once we're in, like, the construction site... But there's still so much of this movie to go. Yeah, there's still, like, a half hour left. Not bad for a crackhead. <laughs> Jeez. That was, like, the so... fastest Mexican standoff ever. <laughs> I forgot about Every this. shot has been a Dutch angle since we've gone into the construction area. It's easy when you're just doing it handheld, too, to just say, tilt it, tilt it. It's like if Jared Leto was directing a movie, every shot would be a Dutch angle. <laughs> it's a twisted vision. Was it you who posted the thing where it's like, Jared Leto walks into a bar and orders, he says, give me a twisted tea, or as I like to call it, a tea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, his, or as I like to call it, no, Jared, please don't. Well, a T. His favorite show is Damages, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, close up. Of course, it's Diamond. 
Bartender, what'll it be? Charlie, I'll take a twisted tea. Bartender, Mr. Lita, please don't say <laughs> Charlie, or I'd like to call it tea. <laughs> well, I was tweeted on my birthday. Why is it the crackhead girl like caressing Cage's mouth? And I is love she it. Just, is she <laughs> taking liberties with her position of power? Is that Do you think that was a Cage uh, addition? Just like, just put your just put your finger in my mouth a little bit. That's just like rub, uh, rub my gums. <laughs> that's like uh, the crazy wearing off on your co-stars. It's just like being in proximity of him being so extreme. The other actors are just like going places with their performances now. God, these shots are so. What did, like, Joel Schumacher, like, what does he, what did he do before? Lost Boys? Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, he's done a lot. You so know, he's known wait, for wait. Phantom of the Opera, Phone no, Booth, but Bat- and the two Batman movies. Those, those are, are all trash. Four. There we go. Finally, yeah, but I've known him, shot. but I knew him before that. And then he did, like, Footloose or something, or? So this is the, this is the most recent movie he's directed. The only thing he's done since then is The Killing Floor Star Baby. Which I don't know what that's about. It's a short, it's a five-minute music video, I guess. He did two episodes of House of Cards. But go back into like the '80s. Yeah, well. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what the movie that still fosters all the goodwill. See, almost fire the Lost Boys. Oh yeah, the, those flatliners. Flatliners. Uh, falling down. The client. Falling down is good. He had a run there for a while. I feel like it was the Batman movies that. He also did him. the number twenty-three. Ooh. Well, that was later, right? That was the Jim Carrey one. Yeah. That was almost like his 8mm kind of try to recapture that. The 80% movie, 20% twist explanation. When did we get back in the house? Don't worry, we'll get back to the garage. Ah, oh yeah, Cage got shot? He really goes through the ringer in this movie. He's not done yet. Alright, this is when we find out is that Oliver Stone? <laughs> it also kind of looked like what's his name? The other the other director. Um, oh right, they had drugs drugs jacked from them. Oh, that's right. And so they owe a lot of money. Um, Gus Van Sant. That guy kind of looked like Gus Van Sant too. Oh, so this is kind of like what happened in uh, Arsenal, where uh, Mikey got that dope, and then those guys came and stole it from him, and uh, you had to make it up. I was going to say it's time plot, is a flat circle. The plot of dope. Oh, it's also the blood of dope. (laughs) Except dope is better than these two movies multiplied by each other. Something kind of happens about this with Brick, right? It's about a stolen brick of coke or heroin or something. That's a movie I've been meaning to rewatch. I haven't seen Brick in a while. Now I'm just planning to wait for the Riverdale TV show to get my fill of Brick. (laughs) It really feels like that's what they're going for. He seems really sweaty in this movie, Mendel. They all kind of seem to have worked up quite a sweat. Well, just like John Schnepp and his all his sweaty fans. Yeah, really. The sweaties. I have not seen a movie with this much whispering. My name is Martha, too. What'd you... What'd you say that? (laughs) (laughs) 
Imagine worth- sliding into the alternate universe where not only did we get the the death of Superman with Nick Cage, but we also got Batman versus Superman right after that with Michael Keaton and oh. and uh, Nick Cage. Oh, I would love it. That'd have been great. They'd never been together. Keaton and Cage. You know, Mendelssohn kind of gives me a, a bit of a vibe, kind of like a uh, Sam Rockwell vibe a little bit. I mean... He's a better actor than Sam Rockwell. Oh, you know what? Kidman... Yeah, but to get that same sort of type... This isn't Kidman's first Schumacher. I always forget that she's in Batman Forever, too. Oh, crap. Everyone forgets Chase Meridian. That's right, Dr. Chase. Schumacher is, uh... He likes his... Loyal to his people? Yeah, he's loyal. Which is he's nice. Got the Schumacher company. Or at least had it. I don't know if she'd come back for a third. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking like, he used Kiefer Sutherland a couple times. Jim Carrey. Cole Kidman. Cage. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, man! Really, the Wicker Man changed everything, and then and from then <laughs> on, every woman in all of Cage's movies got hit or punched. But it doesn't count unless he's hitting them. Like Mendelssohn just punched her, Nicole Kidman. I don't think Cage hits a girl in this movie. That was a pretty good line delivery. Is this little wannabe Aaron Paul anybody? Does he ever show up in movies? That's <laughs> a good call. He is such an Aaron Paul. Well, he's the one saying looks like James Morrison. That guy? Yeah. 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 I'm saying he looks like James Morrison, kind of. I mean, I could see all of this, but it's just I'm just wondering if he does any other movies. He's not terrible. I know I'm asking the wrong familiar. questions here, but like, where did they get those cop outfits? Where are they? How did they? Were they? Sec- they were cop outfits. It would make sense if they were from the security. Yeah. Off, like you just jacked them from the security office he worked at. Or if if they knew how to trip the alarm, why do they need costumes anyway? They could have just barged in. The back door is a window. This guy was in the Magnificent Seven, the new one. Hmm. Okay. He was in that terrible Gina Carano movie, In the Blood. Take your word for that. Yeah, couldn't tell you anything about that. It was bad. Don't see it. All right. He was in Easy A. Saw Easy A. Him, he was right? in the Unborn. He was in the is this, first is this, Twilight movie. Apparently, oh my God, it's the security guys. That's a pretty good Nick Cage impression. <laughs> That's so great. We're getting more Mendelssohn. Yeah, Cage. I love that. This guy a real guard alert guard. He does he not is. feel like an actor. Hey dummy, your brother works for guard alert. Bring a suit? Maybe it's in the movie. I don't remember if I'm you know, imprinting upon this movie what I want it to be, but like you have somebody who could be like, Oh, I'm already here. <laughs> you know? Sorry, what was that? The brother works for Guard Alert. You have a yeah. uniform. Right. Just have him answer the door and be like, oh no, all, all's good here. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, this is the heavily uh, th- th- that's a, th- that shot is heavily CGI for the box art. Oh, that was the yeah, that's the screenshot they used. Oh, what was that? <laughs> Cage looks happy because he knows now like every everything's falling apart for them. <laughs> He's got that kind of look on his face like uh they're starting to dissolve. So he basically just killed the guy he knew. I thought this guy was supposed to be the one who was like less of a psycho yeah mm-hmm. well he, he's definitely a psycho because he thinks he's in love with Nicole Kidman but not a violent psycho I feel like it would have made more sense for the girl or for the guy who got tranked to shot I wonder how many times they just put a camera on a chair and kicked the chair over to get one of those sort of disorienting shots so they're in in this a lot He's flush with cash. For the next 9-11? So for yesterday when Trump was inaugurated, basically? For 120. Really <laughs> tipping off when we're recording this, Mike. <laughs> we also don't know what's actually going to happen in the world between when we're recording this and when we release this. I mean, there might be this something... will never be released unless you can uh, get podcasts out there in the apocalypse. Sorry to break it to you. <laughs> well, hey, at the worst case, we're all just hanging out watching terrible movies. Maybe the only people left alive after the bombs drop will be comedians, and instead of, like, bottle caps being currency, it'll be podcasts. <laughs> well, for whatever future civilization is listening to this... <laughs> only lovers left alive. <laughs> only cage lovers left alive. Ooh. We are legion. The aliens will come down. All that they'll find left of our civilization is the, uh... This is cage the, club? the Cage Club archives. <laughs> well, that's like I keep thinking of the end of AI. Like in the future, very distant future, they're going to clone a human and it's just going to be like one of us and all they get is like film knowledge about Cage. No, no like secrets of science or, you know, politics or anything. But It's weird they keep getting that girl to take her clothes off. Like just, like we're making a plot point to show this girl's butt a lot. Like, this, this thief never needs trait. to have her clothes off, but we're just going to find reasons to make it happen. I wonder if it's like, hey, Nicole came in. We know that you went real all out for Kubrick. You want to do that? And she's like, absolutely not. She's like, I was with my husband on set. Da, da, da. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, that's what we get about the other girl, though. It's like her character is the crack-smoking nudist. Nicole Kidman did a bad, bad thing. I could absolutely see Nicole Kidman being like, I knew... Stanley Kubrick, you Joel Schumacher, or no Stanley Kubrick, you're gonna be lucky to see my fucking clavicle. I mean, I mean, she was in what BMX bikers, that BMX Raiders. When she was young, she was in some awesome BMX kids movie. I, I mean, I would even let her hold that over Schumacher's head. <laughs> Here's the real truth. BMX what Bandits. I can't remember what it is, but hold it's on, an awesome oh, I want I want to hear what. Oh, never mind. Every time I think we're gonna actually get like exposition that like explains what's going on, they cut away. So these double flashbacks, flashbacks are killing me. Yeah, it's yeah. terrible. <laughs> Since... Okay, so this is what really happened. So he comes out. 
What's it look like? He's taking a swim. She's really losing that accent. Yeah, you just come out and you say, get out of my pool. You don't say, what are you doing? This is his Daniel Craig impression. Yeah. <laughs> now he just goes for it. And so the now camera sees it. she gets pissed. Underwear riding dangerously low. Yeah. What guys have those weird hip tattoos like that? This is awkward. I'm feeling uncomfortable. He's only been there for a total of one day, right? Like, hooking up the machine. And I honestly have no idea. That's I'm, I'm going with that. I feel like there's been more time passing. No, I think so. I think that they've... I think they've hooked up. I think she thought about it, and now that it's on the table, she's freaking out. But he loves her? This is sort of like that moment when, <laughs> like that moment in Hateful Eight when Chris finds out that the coffee was poisoned and he was going to drink it too and she wasn't going to say anything so he ultimately like switches sides. This sort of feels like the same thing where it's like, he was going to shoot your girl up with poison and kill her. Like, is that what you want? And he's like, oh, well, I didn't want that to happen. I'm on your side now. These two are a hot mess and a half. In Mexico, Jesus. she's going to get clean and sober. It's like the camera is seasick. <laughs> it's just yeah. slightly tilting every time it's it's on the, the villains. It feels like it's handheld, but without a purpose. Like, it could have been on sticks or, or on a tripod, because it's not doing any kind of camera movement you would need any sort of trickery for. It just seems like they forgot the tripod and someone's holding it. I actually feel like the movie would have worked better if it was a lot like a lot less movement with the camera. That's a cool shot. Yeah. Now it's not. <laughs> oh, man. It's, <laughs> that yeah, I lost leg. that pretty quickly. We got a whole lot of negative space in this shot, Joel. What do you want to do about it? <laughs> uh, let's put a car there. <laughs> a car? You mean a car? Yeah, we'll, we'll dissolve to a car driving. You know, we have, you know we've got like three Nicole Kidmans in a shot before? Like, Let's just have like Mendelssohn <laughs> smoking a cig and then a car on the left. Too bad these two don't just drive out of the movie. She's terrible. Oh, she's not good. I know she's supposed to be playing cracked Don't worry, out, but she's, she's about to die.
Chekhov's corner. I was wondering why they set up that corner before. That was pretty oh, stupid. Oh, and she undoes the seatbelt. Oh, she straight up murders that girl. That's pretty good. Like, there's cool stuff that they do with the daughter in terms of, like, standing up for herself at the party and, like, taking that into her own hands and everything. It's just that the adults, it's just like, ooh. How is the there's guys... too many robbers is the problem. There are too many. Absolutely. And they all have... Like, they're all trying to do their own little story, and none of it works. Like, I almost wish Mendelssohn knew Cage, and that's how he knew. Like, maybe he was pretending to be a client just to find out where he lived, uh... and then he's going to go rob him. That that to me always works better when it's someone you not maybe know but are familiar with is robbing you. It feels a little more personal instead of just randos, random strangers picking a house. She smashed into a pole at like 60 with no seatbelt on and she's not she's got a bump on her head. Okay. Yeah, she should kind of oh, be missing rock an arm. bottom. This is nice. Fight on the glass, but this guy should have not have this much energy after waking up for being poisoned. She's well rested. <laughs> he was poisoned. No, he was tranked. If you take too much, it's poisoned. He oh, only okay, did, okay. did half the, the needle. That's my brother. <laughs> it's part of the rules, man. You signed on the dotted line. Oh, the the super reveal. So his brother sold him out so that he would have to do this robbery? Yeah, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. If he knew that, why did he ever bring the brother on this robbery? To pin them against each other? I don't know. We should have kept the twist counter going, because... <laughs> yeah. Look in the corner of the screen. Look at that. There they are. They both ripped off Mendelssohn. Which makes even less sense as to why they would go along with this. It'd be great if he was just like, and also, I'm your cousin. Dead. Oh, you guys took too long talking to each other. Cajun Kidman out the back door. Here we go. You know, as like as cool as it is for the fact that like it all takes place pretty much in one room for the most part, like it does feel better when things are spread out a little bit more. And I don't know if that's actually like a compliment or just more of a criticism of the fact that the rest of the movie just like doesn't make sense in that one room. Right. I wish they went into the basement, into the attic. Like I like that it's just in this house. I just don't feel like it's like a trick trick house. Oh. It's not enough of a fun house. Surprise money. He there put the go. money into the house. Get it? Yep. <laughs> Fucking people. <laughs> just in general, all people.
He's happy. It's like, guys, he's like, you guys could have saved us this whole movie if you had just told me. Oh, Daughter of Vengeance. She's just like, shoot my mom. <laughs> Pull the trigger. Oh, the brother did it. He loves Nicole Kidman. I hate this movie. Now we gotta <laughs> deal with the brother. <laughs> this movie is really dumb. That was a great move because, you know, you never really see people grab the gun out of someone's hand like that in a movie, and this guy straight up did it in, like, the realest way. <laughs> she just let go immediately. I love how Cage has just been reduced to just a mess on the floor <laughs> this whole movie. He just gotten the shit kicked out of him. I almost feel, you know, okay having to have to sit through this after seeing what he went through as a character. <laughs> I don't know. He gets to do a lot of laying down. <laughs> but, like, he got shot in the thigh. So he got his money. hand crushed, uh, beaten in the face. Of <laughs> a nice smirk he I gave himself. I love that little smirk. He's like, I'm so smart for hiding this in the walls. <laughs> oh, nail guns are pretty fun. <laughs> Like, that's got to be millions of dollars, right? I was about to say we haven't seen the uh, fire yet. No. We had the, we had the lighter. There's the lighter, but the, but the actual the fire that was fire, the, yeah. The pain flint thinner just hit the floor, and there we go. It's too late. Like, why are you yelling at him now? Is that a million dollars? Oh, it's more than that. I think it's going to burn up all the money. Oh, yeah. That seems short-sighted. It's the only way to really... Wipe the slate clean, I guess. Is they'll be covered from the insurance of the fire. Sure, the I guess. They can't get rid of that guy unless they burn the money, because he's money-grubbing. Oh, great move. That's nail, pretty funny. Nail-gunned him to the floor. Some CG smoke. Those CGI nails, too, weren't they? Yeah, some CG fire. Oh, Jesus. How many times are we going to get it? <sighs> well, there's only ten minutes of the movie left, so we're going to get it not many more times, but... More than you would want. This guy is such an idiot. He loves her. He's love-struck. Like I said, he's an idiot. <laughs> Love makes you do crazy things. Like shoot your brother in the back and This is all CGI, right? CGI flames, it's just that's, they're just doing that lighting. Smoke is definitely fake. Yeah, that's yeah, just this is, this those are some really gems coming from the bottom. The fire's not too bad. The smoke's pretty bad. This movie could also be titled uh, Nicole Kidman 
uncomfortably, uncomfortably close to sweaty men. <laughs> Where did he get the gun from? It just fell. No idea. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay. Oh, there we go. Johnny, All right, sure. Johnny Blaze. Full Keanu in The Watcher. <laughs> Light it up. And symbolism, the house on fire. The family in the backyard. In front of the water. Family being more important than money. Pee-pee doo-doo. This movie is... <laughs> and this is how the movie ends. Them just laying on the ground waiting for the fire department to show up. From what I remember. Well, the invasion's over, so... They're... But where's the daughter? She just running... She's calling the cops... There, I heard her. There she is. Whoa. That was some serious CGI. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty bad. You could see the line, uh, like, composite line around her. Yeah. Also, like, every fifth shot in this movie is just the three of them, like, cuddling. <laughs> hey, man. You've, you've had so many family hugs, it's like an episode of Family Matters. They did it. And scene. Wow. <laughs> the end. Yep. That wasn't very good at all. No. Yeah, but like you, you didn't pick it because you thought it was going to be good. You picked it because it was short and it was going to be fun to watch. Yeah. Well, it wasn't that fun. <laughs> I think that was more bad-bad than good-bad. They're going to stretch these credits out for like six minutes, too. Yep, five and a half more minutes of credits. So basically the movie was only 85 minutes merciful 85 minutes. <laughs> so where would you put that on the... Like, if you had to... Let's say let's say there's five tiers of of Cage Club. The fourth tier. Okay. Yeah, that seems about right. There are a handful of is, movies that are considerably worse I was going to say, what is a fifth tier Cage movie? Um, the new one, Arsenal, is a fifth tier Cage movie. Mm, pay the Ghost. Pay the Ghost is a fifth tier Cage movie. I think this was... This might be fifth for me. I don't know. I think know. I enjoyed Pay the Ghost more than this, possibly. Really? No. I'd watch this again, even for a third time, before Pay the Ghost the second time, I think. No, but you're going to watch Pay the Ghost the second time before you get to this <laughs> third That's time. That's true, though. I didn't say I, I wanted to. <laughs> um, It's tough. It's a four minus. Okay. Yeah. It's tough because a lot of like that fourth tier and fifth tier doesn't come along until really late, you know? Right. I would also put the, some of the fifth tier... like. Amos and Andrew was fifth tier. Like there were movies that are oh, like guarding tests, guarding tests that are like directorially and uh, you know cinematically, filmatically, whatever mm, better. But they're just bad for other reasons. The like, runner is a fifth tier. Like Left Behind's fifth, but say Wicker Man isn't. You know, mm. Wicker Man's probably like third. Someone in this movie was named Dash Mihawk. That is the most Star Wars-y name. <laughs> oh, that's, um, Speaking I think that's the, the, the guy who gets drugged. Yeah. Uh, oh, the, the big guy. Recognized. Kyle Miller, Sarah Miller, Avery Miller. Oh, yeah, Ty. Dash. Mr. Big, Mrs. Big. Oh, God. Pedal. Crazy. I forgot that we're sitting through all the credits for these commentaries also. Hey, man, we're, we already found one after-credit sequence that we didn't thought we had. You know, we might find more. 
Probably not. They did. It wasn't a drone. They got a helicopter pilot for the opening Holy shot. That was a helicopter? That's oh, is it, that, um, what's his name? I don't remember. I was trying to think of his name. I couldn't remember it. That's where all the money for CGI went. It's to that helicopter shot. That and then the fire and the nails at the end, I guess. 25 prop makers, and they had to CGI nails in a guy's boot. Well, because it was all for building, like, the half built like they had the real house and then all they really had to build was like that extension that wasn't even finished (laughs) so it's like they didn't even have to build an entire set Hmm. I would say there's probably about 10 or 15 cage movies I like less than this C camera why were there three camera units on this yeah there's a bunch Rachel Bunny Walker set costumer it doesn't get I mean, it doesn't really get much, much worse, but it... it no, but it gets much less enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine Cage just having some movies that are outright boring. This at least had some... Oh, that one with Anton Yelchin, Dying Things of happened. the Light? Oh, man, that was a bore. He plays like a a 70-year-old spy on his like last retirement mission in the field. That is a That is a bore. What's that down? Don't know. More PlayStation uh, personal alerts. Personal oh. Drivers, oh no, you Mr. can't. You Cage. can't say that word because then that shows up. Oh okay. Three personal drivers for Cage. Only one for Miss Kidman. He had lots of places to go. He did. <laughs> we have to get taken to and from the set by a different driver at least uh, every day, and then one for the days off. I would love to have ADR voice cast that party that she went to. (laughs) (laughs) Done all the loop for that, like just the party talk. The Hungarian studio. This this feels like a movie that was shot Mm -hmm. in in like a place like Hungary. Mm -hmm, Right. It feels like an overseas Ukrainian done on the cheap. Yeah. But but I think it like like that movie with um, Ethan Hunt and uh, no Ethan Hunt Uh, Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hunt is the character from Mission Impossible, right? Yeah. yeah. Ethan Hawke and Selena Gomez. You ever see that movie? Run All Night? Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, no that's getaway, right? Getaway. Yeah, getaway, I did, I did getaway. not see that. Uh, that was like one of those... Um, that was one of those like Ukrainian direct-to-DVD like filmed in, in Eastern Europe, and it felt very similar to this. Where do you guys think this took place? Like Vermont? Connecticut? Something like that? Oh, good question. Oh. Louisiana looks like it was filmed. Oh, no way. Cage loves him some Louisiana. He does. I didn't know that this was not on our list of movies that took place there. In the world of this, like, universe, I don't think it took place. It it was just filmed there. I feel like it was just filmed there. Yeah, I got a very sort of triborough area sort of thing going on. Tri-state area. Trespass Productions. Hoodie. Yeah. I'm assuming that was played at the party. Probably. Hmm. All those it was people. it was filmed in Louisiana. Oh, everything is uh, purely coincidental. Okay, I wasn't sure. Just, just checking. And nothing. No Mendelssohn's arm coming out of the smoldering fire or anything. Well, that was trespass. So come back next time for more Cage Club revisiting Cage Terry's everything. Cage Club. Facebook. Cage Club. Bye. Bye. Bye.